This episode is brought to you by Acorn TV. So Leah, what show do you want to talk about today? Very exciting new season of Harry Wilde dropping this week. Oh, Harry Wilde is great. So Harry Wilde is Harriet Wilde, played by Jane Seymour. And she just retired and she gets mugged. And so she's recovering in her son's home. And lucky for us, her son is a police detective. Isn't that convenient? She gleans a clue about one of his current cases. Mm-hmm. He is like, I got it, ma. Stay out of it, Ma. And she's like, nope. And so she sets out to solve it herself with a very unlikely sidekick. Very unlikely sidekick. And I'm not giving it away this time because I felt like I did in the Modern Blog Mysteries. So now I'm zipping my lips. (laughs) You got to get in there and watch it yourself. So check that out and check out all the great stuff that Acorn has. Sign up for a 30-day free trial with promo code ACORN30 at acorn.tv. Hey there, it's Nick. And it's Leah. So we're doing another live show. Where you raised by wolves live. And this time we're going to be on the West Coast. Portland, Oregon, babies. So come see us on June 15th. And we're going to be at the Siren Theater. And the show starts at 7.30. So go to our website, whereyourraisedbywolves.com slash live and get some tickets. Join us. Do you forget to repay your friends? Do you play with your hair at the table? Do you cut in line when ordering a drink? Were you raised by wolves? Let's find out. Here are things that can make it better. It's Nick Layton. And I'm Leah Bonema. And we're in New York today. And let's just get to it with our moose bouche today. A moose bouche. So, in front of you, Leah, <laughs> I don't know what it is. there is a bowl. Uh huh. And please describe to our listeners what do you see? What is happening? Okay, so I see a glass bowl. Okay. And I'm going to tell our listeners it's like a fist. It's like a fist and a half size. Okay. It's not like a Dorito bowl. Sure. Okay. <laughs> a Dorito bowl. I love that. That's my example. <laughs> That's your go-to. And um, it is got a little spoon in it. Okay. And then about a third full, maybe a quarter, I'm going to say seeds. Okay. So what, what describe the seeds? May I touch? Yeah. Oh, you're, this is your... Uh... So I have a little spoon and I'm going to say it's got, looks like four different types of seeds. Okay. And uh, smell it and... May I? Yeah, Leah's smelling it. I feel like on a good day, I should be able to tell you what this is. You have seen this before in your life. Are these these long ones, are these fennel? That is fennel, yeah. And then it's not a sesame seed. Ah, uh, there could be some sesame in there. Oh, there's a sesame. So what this is called, <laughs> <laughs> so what this is, is mukwas. And you have probably seen this at the front door of an Indian restaurant near the toothpicks and the peppermint. And what this is, is it's a mixture of fennel and coriander and sesame seeds, and it's roasted, and I think there's like a little sea salt in there and lemon juice. And what this is, is supposed to be sort of like a mouth freshener. Oh. And like a digestive aid. That's what this is. Like a post. Post dinner. Okay. We have this at the end of the meal. And there are as many recipes of mukwas as there are people in India. So I was on YouTube and I was seeing all sorts of amazing different approaches to this. This uh, little mix, I think is more Gujarati style. 
I'm told. But sometimes they put in like candy colored uh, fennel. You may have seen that. They look like mini. Yes, good I've seen that. Mm-hmm. They're like pink and white, very colorful. Sometimes there's essential oils in them, like peppermint or other things. So it's more perfumey. So there's all sorts of different recipes. But the idea is that it just aids in digestion and like sort of freshens the mouth. Mm. And so the question is, how do you eat it? I guess when I take the spoon and put a little bit of the spoon on my hand uh-huh. and then eat it from my hand. Yes. So you would then sort of toss it back in your mouth. I would toss it back. It. Yeah. Or you can eat it from your hand. Sure. Now you do not use the spoon as a catapult oh. where you're not trying to like catapult it into your mouth. And we do not eat off the spoon. We do not lick the spoon. Even I would not do that. And we sometimes may actually see single serve packages of this now. Oh, like it's okay. not always a bowl. Sometimes it's actually like single serve things. Oh, wow. And you may also see this in people's homes. This is not just like a restaurant thing. Oh, fantastic. So this is mukwas. Mukwas. Can you spell mukwas for us? Well, it's Hindi, but it is spelled on this little packet. M-U-K-H-W-A-S. Okay. So that's how they've translated this. Fantastic. Yeah. So next time you're in an Indian restaurant, try it. It's delicious. And it's a nice way to sort of finish a meal. I love it. <laughs> And we're back, and now it's time to go deep. Very deep. So for today's question of etiquette, I want to talk about borrowing money from friends. Big one. So we're going to narrow it a little bit because this is a very big topic. But this was prompted by a question that we got from one of you guys, which was, quote, What's the best way to politely ask someone for money that they owe you? Recently, a group of girls went to a pricey brunch and I put the tab on my credit card as they weren't able to accept multiple cards. I told the group that they could pay me via Venmo, but only half of them paid. How do I remind those who haven't paid me without appearing cheap? Mm. Mm. Right. Well, first of all, that's rude. Pay people if you owe them money. Yeah, immediately. Promptly. The, per- the letter writer, you're not appearing cheap. Definitely not. The, here's another example of the person who's not doing anything wrong, feeling like just trying to, you know what I mean? And they yeah. feel bad. Yeah. Like, how am I the bad person in this scenario? Yeah you, yeah. you did everybody a favor. Yeah. I think you could send out an email and send it to yourself so it's not... You don't see. So even if it's to only one person, oh. it looks like it's a group. and so be BCC. like, Yeah. So mm-hmm. it just looks like you're sending it to everybody. Hey, everybody. Like if you haven't paid me for brunch, it would be great if you would do that today. Yeah. This is the what it, what it was. Thanks so much. And it's just to Lisa. Yeah. It's just to Lisa, but it looks like it's to everybody. I like that. That's nice. That feels like a way to not put her on the spot, but also let her know that she owes you money. And giving the benefit of the doubt that Lisa just blanked it. No one forgets that they owe people money. Yeah. I do not believe that anybody has ever borrowed money and then forgot that they did that. I don't think the world has ever seen this scenario. You're probably right. Yeah, ever. I'm trying to think of a time, you know me. I like oh, to- I accidentally <laughs> borrowed 20 bucks from somebody. Slipped my mind. No, never. Also, the other option is on Venmo, you can remind. request. Well, you can request for sure. And you can remind, I think. Oh, can you? I think you can send a little reminder. Yeah. Which I think is very, you could just be like, oh, it's cash. Didn't know if I sent a request. Here it is. Yeah. But I think the nice thing to do is to try and make sure everybody has your Venmo name at brunch. Like, oh, did you find me on Venmo? You know, we want to make sure that we kind of establish Venmo is happening. Right. In the moment before we leave the table. But since I feel like that's already passed. We are past that point. Yes. I think a group email with a BCC is fine. I think it's fine to be direct and just text them. And be like, hey, brunch was so fun. Would you have a chance to get to that Venmo today? Yep. Or you could say- Sent. Yep. Brunch was so fun. Wanted to make sure you have my Venmo. Yeah. Although I like just a more direct. No, it's very great. Want to get to it today? <laughs> maybe maybe want to like uh, pay me what you owe me? Yeah. A nicer way. But uh, 
in that, would you just get to this today? Right. Yeah. But yes, if you borrow money from people, you should pay them back immediately. This is polite. Do not make someone chase you. No, it's horrible. Horrible. And I think if this happens to you and you lend money and they're slow in paying you back, I think we file that information away about this person and we note it for next time. Yeah. And you're not being rude for being sending out a reminder. Definitely not. You were the one that put this on your card in the first place, which was a courtesy to everybody else. Yes. So you have already done a nice thing. And so it is rude that people are sort of treating you with disrespect this way. Absolutely. So easy peasy. Or I just thought of one more option. Mm. If you're not, I really salute your directness. Thank you. I'm trying a new thing. I feel like in the last couple of weeks on our show, I have been shockingly passive aggressive. And I feel like in my real life, I am not passive aggressive. No, I feel like you're very direct. Very direct. And so in listening to the episodes back, I've noticed like, gosh, I'm really passive aggressive. Like Nick in real life would never have done it this way. No, you're very direct. And I, as somebody terrified of confrontation, I'm very terrified of my directness. No, I'm not terrified of it. (laughs) I appreciate it. Ah, okay. Because I like it when people are direct to me. I just like to know where I stand. I like to know where everybody else stands. I don't have time to worry about whether or not something is weird or not. No, I think that's great. So I just like either tell me or not tell me. Like, fine. I love that. Right. So I'm trying to be more direct with my on air answers. So I think that I love that you said, just say, Hey, can you pay me today? I think that if you're not ready to be as direct as Nick, which I understand because I get nervous tummy, you could say, Hey, although now I say it, I recognize it's not direct at all. If you didn't want to do the group email to the one person, (laughs) You could say, um, oh, was cash better? If you didn't want if you didn't want to Venmo me, you could what? also give me cash. That's passive aggressive. <laughs> it's not passive aggressive. Oh, wait, so, oh so I guess you I just can't wanted to uh, give me be options. bothered to use Venmo. So uh, no, I know maybe one, cash is more convenient no, for you. No, I know somebody who doesn't have a Venmo. Well, then there was plenty of opportunity at this brunch to volunteer that information. Well, I don't know. if We don't know that it didn't come up. I think if somebody puts this on their credit card and has the expectation that, oh, everyone's just going to Venmo me, and you know that you have no electronic payment method available then it's on you to be like, oh, let me give you cash before we leave right now. No, you're absolutely right. I was just trying to... But also, here's the thing. For the people who aren't paying promptly, do you think that they're going to forget and that you're just going to get away with a free brunch? I don't think people are trying to get away with a free brunch. What is the thinking process? They're not making it a priority. Yeah. They think I'll get to it when I'll get to it. Settling debts is like a priority. Yeah, I think so. Like big time. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so... That's that. I don't think they're trying to not pay. I don't know what I always pay promptly. So I don't know what is in these people's minds. Like what makes them think it's okay to just not pay promptly. I don't know. I I do think, even though we said this never happens, I do think there are a few people it slips their mind. Okay. I can allow for that possibility. And so we're going to give them the benefit of the doubt that it slipped. And we're going to remind them. Send them out a reminder. Okay, great. Now it's time for Intermezzo. Intermezzo. So this episode is brought to you by Acorn TV. And Acorn TV streams world-class mysteries, dramas, and comedies from around the world. So Leah, I am looking for a series about an amateur detective. I don't want professionals. What do you got? I'm glad you asked, Nick. (laughs) Because as we know at home, I'm obsessed with mysteries. We have the professional detectives, then we have the amateurs that obviously have a gift and they maneuver their way in there. And Acorn TV has a lot of choices for you. You could go with Madame Blanc, 
Right? Because she's an antique dealer and uses that knowledge <laughs> to solve crimes. I mean, it's great knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we also have Agatha Raisin, which I have discussed multiple times. She was a PR person, very confident mm-hmm. woman, wears the wrong shoes to every occasion, which I love. And we also have Harry Wilde. Yes, Jane Seymour. And I enjoy all of those shows very much. So you out there, sign up for a 30-day free trial with promo code ACORN30 at acorn.tv. And now it's time for Intermezzo. Intermezzo. So this episode is brought to you by Brooklinen. Brooklinen is the internet's favorite sheets. That's right. And they're great. They sent us some sheets and I'm sleeping on their percal, white, of course. And they're crisp. They're cool. They don't sleep too hot, which is definitely the thing I do not want in sheets. So they're the perfect temperature for me. And I feel like coming into a new season, it's the perfect time for a refresh, right? You get new colors, you get new patterns, you recreate your whole sleeping space. Or you can switch the fabrics. So Brooklyn actually has fresh linen and it's designed in Brooklyn, made in Portugal, and their wash linen is made with 100% European flax. So you can get the lightweight essentials necessary to upgrade your space for the summer from Brooklinen. So visit in-store or online at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. And use code WOLVES for $20 off your order of $100 or more. And we're back. And now it's time to take some questions from the wilderness. Oh! Are you going to just howl every time? Is that like the thing now? Isn't that, are we not, should I not? I don't know. I feel like I should. I mean. I look forward to it. If you look forward to it, then I don't want to take this from you. I don't want you to feel like you're obligated though. I don't feel obligated. Okay. I don't want you to feel pressure. now that you said that, do you not want it every time? I'm happy for you to howl. I look forward to howling. If this is the highlight of your day. A, that's probably a problem. But B, would it be wonderful. a problem if that was the highlight of my day? <laughs> if you howling on this show was the highlight, the highlight of your day. Uh, where else do I get a chance to howl? Uh, fair. Okay. Sorry, audience, for this digression. I got a never digression. <laughs> Always added details. It's an enhancement. <laughs> so for our first question, quote, While scrambling to get invitations out on time for my son's first birthday, I forgot to invite some people. Namely, his two-step grandmas. I know, I'm terrible. My only excuse is mom brain. How do I apologize without making them feel like it was personal or that they are overlookable? Mmm. And I followed up with this person just to double check. The event had passed. The step-grandmas found out about it because they saw photos on Facebook. I love that you do follow-ups just to give us I wanted just to make sure that there was not an opportunity to send a last-minute invitation. Right. The event was over. It was done. So this is awkward. It's awkward, but I think that everybody knows that mom brain, which is her terminology. Correct. That many of my friends have used is very real. Oh, absolutely. Yes. And that I think you can just, people know that that's, and that you can just, it happens and you apologize. Yeah. And then you just say, I would just say a few invitations. So it didn't just sound like just you too. Oh. You know what I mean? A few invitations and it was mom brain. I absolutely apologize. And then you could even say this is an, an event we're doing in the future. So you know that they they know that they're invited to things. Mm. Just if you feel like they felt like they were never going to be invited or it was on purpose. Right. But you, you have a real reason. People are allowed to make mistakes and you just apologize. Yeah. I don't think it's the crime. It's the cover up that's always the problem. So the crime is not good. But I think the cover-up of not apologizing promptly would be worse. And so you're, I think al- you're allowed to make mistakes. Mistakes do happen, yes. This is allowed. Especially, mom brain is real. Yeah. So I think the solution is 
you got to jump on this quickly. Time is not your friend. So I think you pick up the phone immediately as soon as you know this has happened and you call these people directly and apologize. And I don't think we even pretend that there were some other invitations. But that there might lost. have been. She said, mm, it I forgot like- to invite some people. Oh, okay. Sure. But these are two fairly important people, I think. Well, I think they're the most important people yeah. who are... We're excluded, yeah. So I think you apologize. I don't think we make excuses. I think we can explain it as mom brain, but we don't sort of excuse it. Yeah, and you'll just say... And then we have to make good. So I think it's not even some vague future invitation. I think you got to invite them over now. They're like, you know what? I would love just to have you guys over for a one-on-one. And we'll, you know, would love to have you over for, for tea or dinner or something. And I think we, we make a special event for them. I think that's great. And I think that would be the nicest way to handle it. Yep. And hopefully they realize that it was just an innocent mistake and that it was not personal. I think that if you immediately apologize and then invite them over. Right. If they don't forgive you and understand after that, that's really on them. Yeah. So I think that would be the nicest. Yeah. But I think in general, whenever something bad happens with scheduling, you need to reschedule immediately to indicate interest. Yeah. And that's the same for like dates or work stuff. We've talked about this. Yeah. So, but I also rule. think it's as far as making mistakes which I think we have to agree happen. We all make mistakes. Absolutely, yes. And not beating yourself up about it because I know that I have in the past. That doesn't help at all. Just apologize. Yes. And try your best to do the right thing to fix it. So, which is making people feel wanted in this situation. That's key. And then move forward. Yeah, I mean, it is not bad etiquette to make mistakes. It is bad etiquette to not handle those mistakes politely. Right. And with sort of consideration and empathy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So- yeah, it's not the crime here that would be the problem. It would be as she didn't then apologize. Right. So so apologize, make good, and never let it happen again. <laughs> you have made the mistake once. I think you do not have a free pass to ever not invite these people ever again. No, if you make a mistake again, it has to be with a different group of people. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> Our next question is about hair. And I cannot wait for Leah to weigh in on this. <laughs> Quote, I feel accosted. When the person next to me at brunch decides to pull their hair up into a ponytail or a bun or any other new configuration, which requires their hair and assorted scalp particles to be whipped about my mimosa and cantaloupe. It seems to happen on the regular and those with all the hair seem to be oblivious to how gross this is to others. Moreover, I also find it unseemly and unsanitary when one twirls and fidget spins their hair in a repetitive fixated fashion while sipping a coffee or eating in a public space where food is served and or consumed. So Leah, I don't want to, I don't want to answer this one. (laughs) So many people may not know what we look like, which is fine. Do not Google us. Just live in the fantasy. Yeah. Whatever you think we look like. That's good. That's what we look like. That's good. Yeah. I'm fine with that. But Leah does have Statement hair. I have a lot of hair. It's just uh, statement hair. <laughs> it's it's a uh, it's a uh, it's unwieldy, perhaps. Unwieldy. It probably does what it wants. It does what it wants. I have no control. And so you also like uh, reconfiguring it. Yeah, I reconfigure a lot. So, do you feel seen in this question? Is seen the right word? <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> I also don't twiddle my hair. Oh, okay. Um, but I have pulled my hair back. Yeah. So I see what this person is feeling. 
I see what he feels, which is like, he doesn't want dandruff in his food. It's not dandruff necessarily. Let's just discuss that. <laughs> okay. I mean, well, what, wow. what exactly are assorted scalp particles? I think that's like hair gel or I don't know. Do people still use hairspray? Sure. That's not dandruff. Okay. So we'll just call it, I feel like this is really hitting home for you. <laughs> I read this question out loud to my boyfriend. What did he say? <laughs> he said he can see how it would seem unsanitary if somebody was like out shaking their hair. Yes. If you're doing a willow shake your hair all around kind of thing. You know, but if you're just out with somebody and they pull their hair back into a ponytail. So I guess, is there a spectrum of hair touching? So is a putting up into a bun once and now that's my new configuration and we leave it versus like twiddling and tossing throughout a meal. Is there a difference there? Because a letter writer would like you to not touch your hair ever, ever. Unless you are in the privacy of your own home. Yep. And so that feels probably not realistic. Not realistic. Here's the thing. If you're a person who doesn't like people that hang, touch their hair, mm -hmm. I want everybody to get what they want. So I think then you shouldn't hang out with people with big hair because oh. people with big hair... How are they going to not be themselves? Because that's true. You don't have a choice. I don't in have a choice. You're handling your hair. Well, I, if I have my hair down and the wind blows, what am I supposed to do? Not move it back? <laughs> okay. Yeah, no. I don't want to feel like I'm upsetting the person across from me. Right. Because my hair is offending you. Right. Although, do you look like Cousin It with your hair? Oh, I do. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> we have this really funny picture where my hair is blown. It's like we used it as a Christmas photo. My hair is blown over my face. Okay. I actually look exactly like Cousin It. <laughs> Amazing. So you say, if you have a problem with my hair, then we can't be friends. No, we can't be friends. But I don't know if, if it upsets you so much. Because it's an inherent part of who you are. Yeah, I can't do anything it's about sort it. sort of, yeah. So I don't want to feel like I'm somehow upsetting you. Mm, okay. What if it's somebody who has less strenuous hair, who has more a nice blowout, but just likes a little voluntary twirl? But the thing is, is that what are you going to say? Stop twirling your hair? It upsets me when I'm eating? I think you're just going to have to not hang out with people that touch their hair. Yeah. Well, I think, is this really a PSA? He wants us to let hair touchers know that some people are bothered by this? I think that's probably what that is. Maybe. Like, are you aware that some people have this sort of strong reaction to your hair? No, I never even thought of it. Okay. So you have been unaware that your assorted scalp particles are enraging I had no idea. The general public. So, I mean, good for me to know. So? There's something else I'm doing that are upsetting people. Okay, so let's think of this as a PSA. Right. And so, listeners, there are people out there who don't want you touching hair around them. And I think you just want to be mindful at a place that is involving food or coffee. Sipping coffee. Specifically cantaloupes. Uh, Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think he was painting a scene at brunch, I guess. I know. Is this a brunch scene? It seems like a brunch scene. So we have cantaloupe. I mean, I've been a waitress and I always had my hair back. You know what I mean? I yes. know that when I'm moving over people's foods and da, da, da. I'm also not shaking my hair out. Yeah. I mean, I get the idea. We don't want hair from a server in my food. Right. And I'm also, as if I'm not the server, but I'm at the table, I don't, obviously you don't want my hair in your food either. I also don't want that, but it feels like but physically- if I just pull it up and I put it back, I- It feels like the cloud of assorted scalp particles is not going to necessarily make it over to my side of the table. But I also don't think that there's going to be a cloud of assorted scalp particles <laughs> if I'm just pulling my hair back. 
Yeah. What can I say? I have very short hair. I also, if I'm going to do any major, I'll come in from the outside. Okay. And I'll pull my hair back when I'm eating. Okay. So that will happen. If I'm going to do anything more than that, I do it in the bathroom. Okay. If I take my hair down, I'm going to do it in the bathroom. Because you also want to zhuzh it a little bit. I got to zhuzh it. Right. Also, I feel like it's like, I got to shake it out. I, I moved away from that because I was like, I have to bend over she and shake it out. She was demonstrating what shaking hair out And I don't like. do that at the table. Okay. So I don't know, somebody's shaking their hair out on him? I don't know. <laughs> okay. There may be more to this story. Yeah. Yep. Our next question is about bars. Quote, at a bar, there is rarely a clear line in which to queue and it becomes a contest of who can get the bartender's attention first using various techniques like holding out bills and credit cards or being more aggressive than everyone else. This is especially true at nightclubs or other crowded venues. So my question is, do you have any advice on how to handle that? I don't want to cut in front of others. I just want my turn when it's my turn without having to feel like I'm in a competition to get served in a fair order. Mm. This is a great question. Yeah, don't go. Mm-hmm. That's, don't go. Don't go. Don't go. I, um, this really stresses me out. I wrote that on top. Oh, stresses yes. me out. Leah did write that. I think there's two ways to handle it. Okay. You have to decide which is easier to live with. Being the kind of person who maybe got jumped over mm-hmm. and when you're standing waiting or do you, which makes you less uncomfortable? Getting jumped over or having to push people. Right. And I would rather be extra polite and get jumped over and have to wait a little longer than whatever it takes to like push my way out. Yeah. Because oftentimes though, I find like if you're waiting, the person next to you will go, oh, they were first. Oh, you think? I always do that. If somebody was there before me and the bartender sees me first, I'll go, oh, they were here before me. Yeah, but there's always that guy who saunters up right next to you and leans in harder with the bills and like just swoops right in. Yeah, but there's that one person and they want to be that person that they're going to, that's their lot in life. Okay. So you have to decide, are we going to fight that person Mm. or are we going to let it go and be like, there's that person. But I do wish bartenders did this more fair. Because they are aware of who's where and who's been sort of there longer. I, I don't think. know if they are. Sometimes it's really hard. Is it? Yeah. I guess I've never bartended at like a very busy bar. Yeah, I bartended in college and it's very hard sometimes to remember who was where. Although I know bartenders sometimes will go left or right and will just like go down the line. But there are more people coming in. That's why that's hard. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's on the venue. It would be nice if there was more of an orderly way to do this. Yeah. Ideally, like they would be a system, but I do think everybody's really trying. It's anarchy. Yeah. So I think sometimes you just kind of squish Well, people are not really trying. Do you think they're not? I feel like there's a lot of people who are perfectly happy to willingly, knowingly, deliberately cut in front of other people. I know, but those people are just bad people. But there's a lot of bad people in these bars. Yeah, and you're just going to have to know that being a good person is a gift to itself. Uh, <laughs> and then you'll never get your drink. The other option is to send somebody else up to get the drink because- Subcontract. Yeah, I also have friends that are good at it. You know, they just get in there. Yeah. I mean, I'm very good at getting to the bar because I'm like small, I'm like a ninja. But once I'm at the bar, I'm short. And so my stature, once I'm at the bar, is overshadowed by everyone else. So I get there, but then I'm always overlooked. So it's a, it's a dilemma. I don't drink, and but I often go to, I'm out a lot, and going to the bar stresses me out so much that I actually carry my own water all the time. Okay. So I don't even have to do it. Okay. So that's another strategy. <laughs> Just don't- BYO. <laughs> which nobody at the venue is really into- but works for you. They should have figured out an easier way to get drinks. So no, I don't feel like we've answered this question at all. I mean, I guess we have. You can either be pushy 
or wait until somebody comes to you because there's really no. Right. So what do we tell this person? Because their specific question was, do you have any advice on how to handle this problem? So the advice is to decide which kind of person you have to decide who you want to be tonight. Yeah. Do I want to be pushy or do I want to be a pushover? It's not a pushover. It's which is less stressful. Okay. So you want to have it through the lens of stress. Yeah. Which makes you feel more comfortable. Okay. Do you get more agitated when you have to wait? If so, you're going to have to lean in. Mm -hmm. Or do you get more agitated if you lean in, lean in, then you're just going to have to wait. Yeah. And there's no middle ground here. No, there's no middle ground on this. Unless there's cable service. Unless there's table service or you send somebody else. Or you send someone else. Or you go home. <laughs> yeah. So these were good questions. Yeah, these are great. So do you have questions for us? Oh, yes, you do. Unless your day is going great. Nothing is going wrong. No etiquette problems. Everything is smooth. Or you can just send us in a veiled... Threat <laughs> a veiled, about your hair? A veiled, a veiled <laughs> comment and pose it as a question. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, if you have a commentary that you would like to just add a question mark to the end. I will be more careful with my hair. All those scalp <laughs> particles. So send us your questions. You can send them through our website, where you're raised by wolves.com, or you can leave us a voicemail or send us a text message, 267-CALL-RBW. Now it's time for Intermezzo. Intermezzo. So this episode is brought to you by Book of the Month. I'm loving being part of the Book of the Month because I often stay within the genres I already know or the particular authors I already know. And they're introducing me to new authors, things I might not have known about. It's so exciting. So Leah, tell me about what book is coming. I'm receiving in the mail very soon, The Return of Ellie Black. Where did she go? We don't know. She disappeared for years earlier and then resurfaces in the woods of Washington State. And I can't (laughs) wait to know more. If it's a story set in the woods, you're there. It's really true. I want I want a cozy town or a woods. Or both. Or also take a city. You know, let's be honest. Okay. Yeah, as long <laughs> as there's murder or suspense, you're there. I like if there's some food. So you out there, you can get your first book for just $5 using promo code PEDALS. So go to bookofthemonth.com, use promo code PEDALS, and get your first book for just $5. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. back and now it's time to play a game we like to call vent or repent vent or repent which is our opportunity to vent about some bad etiquette thing that's happened to us or we can repent for some bad etiquette faux pas we've committed so leah would you like to vent or repent i'm gonna vent yeah that's kind of what we do now yeah 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 i was saying to nick earlier how i've now when i'm in a situation where it looks like i might have to repent i go out of my way to be like (laughs) how can i how can i fix this yeah how can i make this situation correct right now (laughs) You never have to repent for it. <laughs> I mean, amazing. It's a, which uh, I feel good about. Yeah. All right. What are you venting about? So this vent, it happened in a series. It's a pattern. Yeah. My Lyft driver, I was, oh, I just flew in from New York, then goes into uh, his phobia of flying and huh. then brings up every plane crash he can remember. Oh. Like with facts, just giving them to me. Like, oh, Pan Am 600. <laughs> yeah. Oh, remember that? Just throwing them at me. And I was like, oh, that's so funny. You know, I have to fly back. And, um, <laughs> or and- some point 
in the future. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, okay. And then I get into another lift. This is two days later. And this man was terrified of earthquakes uh-huh. and somehow worked into the conversation and then just brought up like every bad earthquake. And then he pulled up a app that he uses oh. to see when earthquakes are happening at any given moment. And it was just interesting to me that it was like back to back of people that I'm just sort of coming in and out of their lives. And it somehow their fears got involved in the conversation. Yeah. And then I was just like, a, I got this information about people's fears. And I don't know if that's, we need to do that to people. Yeah, I don't think we want to do that to people. Yeah, I think raising the anxiety of others is rude. <laughs> I was yeah. like, I'm now, what? Yeah, I mean, I get why this is happening, which is like, we have concerns about our untimely demise. Yeah. As a society, this is fair. But I'm trying to constantly quell my own. (laughs) I don't know if when I just got off a plane, you need to run all the um, plane crashes you've ever heard of. (laughs) Right. And I was like, I'm flying back. I'm not walking back. Yeah. I mean, I guess we want to shut it down uh, when possible. Be like, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts about the Loma Prieta earthquake. (laughs) I'm visiting from New York and I'm concerned about earthquakes. So I would appreciate maybe let's not discuss this further. You know me. Yeah, you weren't going to say that. No. I was just going to be like, okay. You know, I immediately go into therapy mode. You just tell me everything. (laughs) But I was like, interesting sharing fears with people that are not. Yeah, I guess uh, that does feel like a boundary was crossed. Right. Because like, what if I was had like a panic thing or I was, you know what I mean? And then I had to go spend the next three hours deep breathing into a bag. Or what if you didn't and you were just a normal person who doesn't like to hear that kind of thing? Right. Yeah. Agreed. Sorry. I thought it was an interesting pattern that I noticed. Yeah. And this is not over. This is continuing. Oh, I'm sure. sure I'll get more. Yeah, for sure. Well, what I won't get more of. <laughs> forks. Oh, so here's. I really, this is a side note. I hope that we have a fork event <laughs> at least once a month. I mean, I do a lot of dining out. So here's the thing. I'm dining out and I'm, di- I'm finished with my first course. And the waiter says, oh, you want to hang on to your fork? I hate that. (laughs) Take the fork away and bring me a new one, please. Are you out of forks? Are you running low on forks? Do you not have forks back there? Like, why am I hanging onto my fork? (laughs) So I just don't like that. I don't care for this. And so I do not care for this. I do not care for this. Now, I was looking into this because I was like, is this just me? Am I the only person that's bothered by this? Because it is very common. Unless you're at a very sort of high end restaurant, most restaurants, ask you to hang on to your fork. And so I was looking into this. And so the explanations I was given is that most people don't care. And so it's just not a priority for restaurants. And then also it creates more work for the staff. And so restaurants aren't into like doing it. They don't encourage their staff to do it because then now they're running all over getting everybody new forks. But as a diner, I don't like putting used cutlery back on the table. And so I would rather you just bring me fresh silverware. That's all. That's my vent. Did you, what did you say? I mean, I would like to have a fork and I would much rather keep my fork than you take it away and then forget to bring me a new one. So I'll keep the fork. I'm not going to cause a scene. (laughs) I'm not going to toss the fork on the floor and be like, no, bring me a new one. I love the idea. Do you want to hang on to your fork? Because it creates like a, in case of emergency. Yeah. Although there is this expression, because I was Googling this fairly heavily in anticipation of my vent today. (laughs) There is an expression which is like, hang on to your fork, which is meant to be like, the best is yet to come. Save your fork because there's dessert. Right. Which I like that expression. 
I do not get those warm feelings when I'm in a restaurant and I'm asked to be keeping my fork. Maybe for the so. Next maybe course. it's how they're saying it. Well, no, it's just I also would like a new fork. Imagine you just had forks in your bag. Byof. Yeah. I'm I'm open to the idea. Yeah. You were like, I was anticipating this. I brought my But own am I fork. alone? Are you not bothered by this? Do you think I'm bothered yeah, by that? Not, I don't know why I asked you this question. <laughs> Audience, can I get some validation? Do you like uh, having to keep your fork? I guess, am I alone? There's I've been in a lot of places where they bring a new fork with yeah. dessert. Well, with dessert, of course, yes. But like between a salad course and a, a main course, I'm being asked to hang on to that fork a lot. I honestly think this. we're just going to pack you forks. That's what we got to do. You could say, oh, it's okay. You can take it. I brought my own forks for situations like this. <laughs> and then people will be like, what? I will consider this. I feel like um, it's a bold move, but I'm open it's to it. It's very bold. But I'm bold. So, Leah, what have we learned? I learned about um, musk. What is it? <laughs> what is it? Musky. All right. Mukwas. 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 So I guess we didn't really let it sink in yet. <laughs> no. But I mean, I know what it is and I know what it looks like. I forgot the word. Okay. But um, yes, we learned about this. But we learned about it and I'm very excited about it. Yeah. So I think everybody out there, next time you're in a restaurant, make sure you try a little before you leave. Like, don't pass it by. Don't pass it by. And it's not a, you know, because you maybe thought it was a thing that you were supposed to shake out onto your food. I guess you might think this. It's so a now condiment. You know. right. Now you know. Not a condiment. Not a condiment. And I learned that your hair cannot be controlled. I have really no control. There is no control. And I also think as a quick side note, you have to know that people who've had big hair have suffered for it as a child. Okay. They've been made fun of. People have, they couldn't find the right hairdresser. Nobody knew how to deal with it. It got caught on things. People made fun of you. Okay. So you already feel a lot of judgment for the hair. Okay. So don't judge you then. We're trying our best. We're trying our best. Yeah. Well, thank you, Leo. Thank you, Nick. And thanks to you out there for listening. If I had your address, I'd send you a handwritten note on my custom stationery. And I would. He would. I would. He will. So please follow us on Facebook and Instagram and visit our website, sign up for our newsletter. And, and we would love it if you would become a member on Patreon. It's new. It's kind of exciting. Very exciting. Um, if you like our show enough to like us and, you know, want to be a member, we're not going to say no. We're going to say yes, please. Yes, please. So check that out. You can learn more on our website. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Oh, hello. Oh, it's time for Leah's Cordials of Kindness. And thank you so much to everybody who wrote in. Yeah. So in a previous episode, Leah was very concerned that people were not actually listening to this part of the show. And it turns out. Because Nick put it at the end. I put it at the end because I'm trying to bury it. But <laughs> turns out you guys keep sticking it out. So this is Leah's opportunity to make us say nice things. But I only give her 30 seconds. So Go. I was very delighted when I was in Los Angeles. I didn't have a car. So sometimes you feel sort of stuck. Mm -hmm. And this uh, friend that I made was like, hey, you want to go for a hike? And just drove right over and picked me up and took me to one of her favorite places in Pasadena where they have a turtle pond. <laughs> and it was just so nice. Just came right over, picked me up, made me feel, you know, welcome. Aww. So sweet. Nice. And I want to read a nice review that came in which is, quote, My wife and I so look forward to your show. We listen to many hours of podcasts and find the two of you so charming, entertaining, funny, and intelligent. We feel included in what is obviously a warm, affectionate friendship. Your show is such a welcome relief from all of the oppressive news of these times. Aww. That is really sweet. If only they know our real relationship was Joan Crawford and Betty Davis. <laughs> <laughs> 
just the nicest message. That's really nice, yeah. So thank you. Thank you so much. And now it's time for Intermezzo. Intermezzo. So this episode is brought to you by Acorn TV. And Acorn TV streams world-class mysteries, dramas, and comedies from around the world. So Leah, I am looking for a series about an amateur detective. I don't want professionals. What do you got? I'm glad you asked, Nick. Because <laughs> as we know at home, I'm obsessed with mysteries. We have the professional detectives, then we have the amateurs that obviously have a gift and they maneuver their way in there. And Acorn TV has a lot of choices for you. You could go with Madame Blanc. Right? Because she's an antique dealer and uses that knowledge <laughs> to solve crimes. I mean, it's great knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we also have Agatha Raisin, which I have discussed multiple times. She was a PR person, very confident mm-hmm. woman, wears the wrong shoes to every occasion, which I love. And and we also have Harry Wild. Yes, Jane Seymour. And I enjoy all of those shows very much. So you out there, sign up for a 30-day free trial with promo code ACORN30 at acorn.tv. This episode is brought to you by Acorn TV. So Leah, what show do you want to talk about today? Very exciting new season of Harry Wild dropping this week. Oh, Harry Wild is great. So Harry Wild is Harriet Wild, played by Jane Seymour, and she just retired and she gets mugged. And so she's recovering in her son's home. And lucky for us, her son is a police detective. Isn't that convenient? She gleans a clue about one of his current cases. Mm-hmm. He is like, I got it, ma. Stay out of it, Ma. And she's like, nope. And so she sets out to solve it herself with a very unlikely sidekick. Very unlikely sidekick. And I'm not giving it away this time because I felt like I did in the Modern Blog Mysteries. So now I'm zipping my lips. <laughs> okay. You got to get in there and watch it yourself. So check that out and check out all the great stuff that Acorn has. Sign up for a 30-day free trial with promo code ACORN30 at acorn.tv.